Okay, Beryl Gastadello, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, how's things going for you? Pretty good, actually. Training is going very well right now. Um, getting back into shape and then uh, focusing on the next meet coming up. How long until the French Olympic trials? I believe it's um, uh, around two months. So uh, I've got some time to, you know, work on small details and get ready to, to qualify. What events are you going to be focused on for the meet? Uh, I'm going to do the 50 and 100 free, 100 fly and 100 back. I want to keep all my options up, open. And, uh, you know, it's not that much racing compared to what I've been doing. So I just want to do all of them. Now, the French trials, are they going to do prelims, semis, and finals? No, we only have uh, prelims and, and then final. Oh. What, uh, what the deal is, that we have to make the A cuts in the morning and then in order to qualify, obviously. And then we have to be top two at night, and that's a ticket for Tokyo there. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like two standards. You have to swim a certain time in the morning. And if you miss that time, and even if you finish second, they still don't take you? Exactly. You have to wow. complete the two boxes. Wow. That's crazy, huh? It's kind of hard to, uh, to be happy, you know, because, you know, you just touch the wall in the morning. Maybe you make the time, but you never know what can happen at night. You never know, you know. Mm, Maybe you yeah. just, I don't know, something happens to you and you just don't make it at night. So, mm. It's not the best, but I understand that they just, they're doing that because they want us to swim fast in the morning and to be able to not only swim prelims, but go to the semifinals and then final, you know. So that's the yeah. goal. Makes sense, I guess. Have you historically been good swimming in the morning fast? I'm pretty good at swimming uh, fast in the morning. I know I can go faster at night most of the times, but recently, I mean, this fall was a, uh, Change my view, you know, on things. I've been able to swim pretty fast all fall, which usually doesn't happen to me. You know, I don't really swim fast until I taper very well. So I think uh, things are starting to change. So I, I'm a complete different athlete as of right now. But um, yeah, I haven't been able to swim very fast at big meets in the morning yet. I'm excited to to prove this wrong, <laughs> to change yeah. it. Yeah. Is there anything specific that you're doing in your training to help you maybe get up for the morning swims? No, I'm someone, I'm a very, you know, like kind of nervous person. Uh, I'm not very calm. So as I wake, as soon as I wake up, I'm, I'm ready to go in the morning. So, mm. Mm. Do you do some of your main sets in the morning now or you leave those to the afternoon? Uh, we do a little bit of both. Uh, in the morning, the... The university team here is lifting on Mondays, Wednesdays, and uh, Fridays. I don't lift with them. I lift at night. So after this lift, we just swim an hour 15. You know, it's just transfer of power. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday morning, I have a pretty hard, it's the hardest session of the, of the week. And there's a pretty hard one on Friday night and Saturday. So it depends. Okay, nice. Now you got a birthday coming up in a few days. Is that right? Yeah, what's my gift? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. No, so what, 25 years old. So is that right, 25? Yeah. Wow. So how is it that you just kind of burst onto the international scene now at the age of 25? What happened this year specifically that, that helped you do that? 
Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to, you know, go like talk a lot about what happened, but I had Lyme disease. I had mono uh, for two years. Then I mm. lost my dad. Then I had mental health issues. Mm. And I'm finally, you know, I think uh, everything is coming together and I'm being very stable, more and more stable, being able to practice without like outside issues. And I think that's what is making a big difference for me. And also everything I went through made me way tougher than I was, which is dangerous for other people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good thing. So you're a third generation Olympian, is that correct? Yes. What does that mean? Who, who's in the family? That, who's the Olympians? My dad's mom and my mom, the three women. Wow, three women, yeah. huh? Were they all swimmers or what events? Oh, yeah, yeah, swimming. So what's funny mm. is that my mom was a backstroker and freestyler. My grandmother was a breaststroker. My dad was a breaststroker. So I'm just missing something in there, you know? <laughs> you didn't get the breaststroke gene, <laughs> hey? No one taught me. <laughs> now, did they all represent France at the Olympics? Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's nice. Well, it was hard when I was uh, a little kid because, you know, I was been the granddaughter of or the sister of the daughter of, and now I'm finally me you know so it's, mm. it's it was tough uh it's nice now it's different for sure yeah you had to find your own way right you have your own identity with that yeah you're just not caring about what people tell you and just doing your thing so that's what i'm doing right now and it's been working pretty well for me that's cool <laughs> now now you recently got married as well and your your husband's a, a strength coach is that right yes brett you're doing good search <laughs> I'm pretty good, eh? I know my stuff. So what is it what is it that that he does with you in the gym that has helped you gain some strength and transfer that into the water? I actually don't train with him. Uh we tried that out for like probably a month and a half and he just did not work for us. You know, mm-hmm. two two strong personalities did not go very well together in the gym. Uh I have a coach outside an outside coach is actually doing also track, is coaching track and field. Uh, I, but I do quite a lot of Olympic weightlifting. So, uh, Zach actually, so my, my husband taught me them when I was working with him at the beginning. And then, uh, we realized that's something that works very well for power, you know? Um, so that's what I do in the gym. Yeah. What, what made you decide to come to the U S I mean, we've got great coaches in France and great programs. What made you want to move away from that whole Olympic history and move over here? So at first, I always wanted to go to Australia, but it's something that wasn't really possible with, uh, you know, scholarship-wise and all this stuff. It wasn't really open at the time. And so I ended up, you know, wanting to go to the U.S. And uh, because for me, it was very important to be able to study and keep swimming at the same time. I think that is tough to do at home. You know, not a lot of people actually do both, actually. So it's either you swim or you study. And I did not want to have to make a choice. And I'm very happy I, d- I made that decision because now I have a degree and I keep swimming. Yeah, nice. And, and why did you choose A&M particularly? Well, I was kind of a life, last minute thing. Uh, I probably say I, I contacted them very late and I was waiting for my visa. So A&M had a scholarship left and then uh, um, I liked to talk to Steve Bookman on the phone and I just, you know, I had it there. So I was like, I'm just going to go. I didn't know anything about the program or the people there. 
nothing. I just went. Wow. That's mm. pretty brave, right? I guess so. I just, I think I just didn't realize, you know, at all what I was doing. And what were some of the things that was surprised you once you got there that you maybe really liked? So, well, the main thing that surprised me is coming from France to Texas, that everything is so big in here. Uh, that's, that was the main thing. And then the accent, very strong. I didn't speak English, so that was tough. But uh, training-wise, same thing, you know, it took me around six months to understand what was going on <laughs> with the technical terms and all of that. Mm. Um, I liked swimming yards. That surprised me. Um, I knew they were swimming short course, but I'd never been swimming short course. And short course, yeah, short course yards is, you know, um, less than 25 meters. So it's just like even smaller. And I was kind of afraid about that, but it went very well. We just improved my turns and my underwaters doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now we got to work together this season with the ISL and the the LA current. What did you really enjoy about that whole situation? Walking with you or just the LA current? No, no, just just the LA current, not so much me. I I really, really liked it. I mean, that's, that's my type of game right there. You know, you said it yourself. It's just like, I like to play games and that's the ISL has given me that platform. And that's, why I think also I was able to discover a new me that is going to help me for the the future with like FINA stuff, you know. Um, I liked it because it's just, I'm a, I'm really into team spirit for me. It's very important to have teammates and, you know, not only things being about yourself, but care about others. I found great people in there. I mean, all these people are super nice. They want you to swim fast, you know. Everyone wanted to push themselves as much as they could just for the team to make those like little points that make differences. Uh, I met Lenny. I mean, it was just like, I met a lot of people and uh, I made great relationships that I'm probably going to keep for a long time. Mm. You think that's something that you want to continue to do? You know, the international swimming, the, the ISL, you think after the Olympics, it, you know, you could make a career of this? Oh, 100%. 100%. 200% actually. <laughs> nice. Wow, that's like, why doing something different when I've been given a platform where I, I can enjoy what I'm doing, I have fun, I meet people, I race, I improve, and I get also some money to leave. It's just everything is there, you know? There's no reason for me to not keep going as of right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you went from somebody that was really struggling to pay bills, uh, and in the course of a season, you made enough money to kind of survive for the next season. It's 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 nice that swimming now offers a chance for athletes to to live, right? Yeah, I mean, being honest, you know, the top athletes in the world get some good money, right? But we're talking about these athletes just a little below that. And that's where I am right now. And so it's very nice for me to get the opportunity to, um, I mean, if you get some money, you can also, you know, get massages. You can put things in place that will enhance your performance. Mm. And that's something I was missing. And so now that I'm getting that, I think that things are coming together uh, for me to perform better. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, why'd you make the decision to go from the women's team at A&M over to the the men's side with, with Jason? 
Um, so, you know, I had to, I had to quit with the girls uh, for health issues. And um, I realized that it was just uh, a lot of sewing for me. And then I mm -hmm. totally burned out. So what was first physical became also mental mixed mm -hmm. with a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I couldn't just, the main thing with mental health is just, you have to take actions and you have to make changes. And so I did not want to stop swimming. That was also a good, you know, try out of me. I wasn't sure if it was because of swimming or things like that. And after that, I realized how much I love swimming. That was my red line, you know, that really helped me to go through a lot of things. And so I decided that if I want to go back to swimming, also at school to finish, then I will need to change team. And, um, you know, I, I'm much more like a, a guy, I think, in the way I am uh, daily. So I really enjoy uh, swimming with them. And uh, it's been working very well. It's very, very different. The first time that I do a sprint practices so mm. what do you think the differences are with the men and the women not not so much the women's side but on the men's side what are the things you notice that you really like to be part of um do you mean training wise or more yeah like just training wise practice? yeah training wise it's uh the women's program is i mean it's a great program obviously it's been proven to work very well it's i, I will tend to say that it's more i am breaststroke you know, mm -hmm. and then uh, obviously there's everything, but it tends to be better at I am in breaststroke. I mean, we have seen that. Uh, and on the guy's side, um, with Jason, especially that's who I'm, I'm training with more. More, uh, I would say I train with him seven out of nine times a week. It's more intense, and uh, there's two different groups. There's the I am distance group that I don't barely see during the week, and there's the spring group. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot more intense things, shorter. Uh, it's very, it's actually very, very different. But in that way, it took me a long time to adjust because I, I wasn't used to that intensity of training. Mm. Well, that's cool. So you race a lot in practice now. I do. And I really like, I mean, I, you know, I don't really like practicing. I love racing. So if you include racing in practicing, that's the whole new level right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I noticed this this year with the ISL and and the the way that you you know you were asking for more events. You would you would say, "Look, Brett, I get better as I go. I get I get stronger the more I do." What do you think that is about you that that you react that way? I don't know. Uh, I've I mean I've been I've had to swim a lot. You know, going to NCAA's in the system here, or I think it was 14 times in three days or something like that. Being a sprinter, getting into relays, and uh, it's kind of like my body maybe got used to that, and uh, I could tell I was kind of. I mean, sometimes I crash, right? Obviously, <laughs> and sometimes I don't, and I get better. So, I think at Europeans it was too many races. At the end, I kind of crashed, but I saw it's just enough for me to get through it and get better. I think it's just, it's probably just mental because for me it's fun and um, not that I'm practicing for it, I'm able to race and to hold that like intensity for a long time, you know, and so it's fun because I realize that not that many people can race a lot and uh, and still be good, you know. Mm. What kind of mental breakthroughs do you think you've had this season? Because I could really tell that each meet that went along, you were gaining more and more confidence. What was it about that that helped you? Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. 
so you say it that way that I was getting more confident. Yeah, it seemed that the more racing you did, the more you started to win, the more you really, it didn't matter who you were racing. It was like you were going to get your hand on the wall. And, and I could tell that you became super competitive the, the more success you had. I think I'm always very competitive, but sometimes, uh, I, w- I mean, I'm still doing it, obviously working on it, but I will tend to not allow myself to race these people. You know, I will make them win, basically, you know, before the race, be like, ah, you know, she should be first, second, maybe I can be third or fourth. And then uh, I definitely changed that. I was like, well, I mean, I can be first too, you know, why her and not me? And that was very interesting to see. And I think what helped is also very, it is, I mean, you, Ben, Lenny, David, people around me on the team, you know, telling me that I have something that I don't see. And I know I still struggle with that, but um, I just need to accept that I'm not bad at swimming, you know, and then I can do great things. And uh, obviously trusting the process, I mean, through the meets, getting better and better. At some point I have to see what I'm doing and, um, and just accept it. You know, I'm doing great and I'm going to do even better. Let's do it. And I kept on going like that. And that's what happens. I, I believe. Now, have you got a racing, have you got any more races before Olympic trials? So <clears throat> the plan for right now, I don't really get a lot of racing right now, you know, in long course, but I'm going to go to sectional at the end of this month mm-hmm. here. I'm probably going to do like a 200 IM just to have fun, maybe hundred breaststroke. Cause I want to break, I want to go 110 because <laughs> no one believe I can do it. So I want to do that. Uh, I was thinking maybe a 400 IM, but not for this year because I want to go into the 440s, <laughs> four, like 449 maybe or whatever. Um, <laughs> I know I have weird goals, but. <laughs> and then I have, I'm actually going to go, if everything goes well, to the Tier Pro Swim Series in uh, Des Moines. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time I will actually come to one of the summits in the US. And then that will be it. Okay, cool. And then how, do you have a plan for after the Olympic trials already making the team? Is there something set for you in the lead up to the Olympics yet? Like set, like I'm going to make the team for sure or? Yeah. I mean, do you think of it that way? Are you looking at it as a stepping stone or are you looking at this as I have to make this team first? I think my tendency is to be more like I have to make this team first. But here comes the work that I'm putting in right now, you know, is changing that tendency. And uh, I mean, that's, that should be just a, a step for me. And uh, I have to make this clear in my mind, which is, you know, something I'm working on. Like I said, that should be a step. And then uh, in case something goes wrong, we also have a second shot, which never happens. We can make the team at Europeans. If the place is, uh, you know, if not two people didn't make it, if two people didn't make it, we have a shot. But um, no, definitely, I want to see this as a step and because I'm looking forward to the Olympics and I just, I don't want to just make it, you know, I want to go there and do great things. Do you see yourself as an Olympic medalist? Is that something that you visualize or you can even, you know, conjure up in your mind? So <clears throat> I've been trying to say it because I think saying it's maybe like, you know, it means that you think it, so saying it out loud helps to convince yourself. I think that's definitely a possibility. I tend to doubt myself, but if I get some confidence, then that's here where I get kind of just, it's a little weird because if I get a little confidence and I'm very dangerous and I realize that I just need to build on that, that's what the ISL really helped me with, you know, 
I realized that if I was just a little confident, everything was different. And so I want, I mean, I'm starting to be confident that I can do it, which is a good news. <laughs> Where do you think the doubts come from? It seems like this is something that has kind of plagued your career. And, and even up to this point, you still have some, like, where do you think the doubts originate from? I think it's just stupid because um, it's coming from people when I was younger and stuff, you know, um, if I will do something great and I will try to say it, I will get kind of destroyed, you know, who do you, like, who uh, does she think she is and all this stuff? I couldn't say anything, you know, because jealousy and all these things. So I got, I got used to that and, you know, denigrate myself was just the easiest way for me to move forward. And so it's something that has been anchored since I was very young. I started swimming when I was, like, competing when I was six years old. Now I'm 25 almost. So, but it's, it's starting to change. It takes some time. It's taking some time, but um, I'm really working on it because I'm caring less and less about what people think. And so I'm happier. And also, I, I mean, that's it, you know, just not caring about what people yeah. think. You think it's a cultural thing with, the, with French people in general, or is it something just part of the area you grew up in? Or what do you think that is? To be like to doubt yourself? Or no, to more pull people down who are, are oh, being, being successful. You know, I, I have to say it. I do believe that's very French of people. Um, I think the mentality is very different there. Uh, you know, it's not all pink in here, like, but I do think it's very different. That's why I'm also training here and living here. Uh, the mentality is way better. It's something that helps me to, you know, achieve good things here and I feel like in France it's just different not everyone is like that obviously but there's more tension you know more of the tendencies was like not healthy like friendships or you mm. know yeah definitely that's cultural I think uh and that's what we see you know the Olympics in Rio I remember watching the U.S. team you know everyone was happy ringing the bell and in France uh we were gonna go for the final for um, with the four by 100 freestyle relay. And then some, someone came back from his or her race, you know, and was crying in front of us. We were going to swim the final of the Olympics. That's just like, it tells a lot about the culture. And that's something I was very like, traumatized with because I hated my experience. You know? Mm, wow. How'd you qualify for the last Olympics? Um, <clears throat> I don't really remember actually <laughs> what event was it in um i think it was <laughs> oh yeah i remember now it was 100 fly 100 free so four by 100 free mm-hmm. and i missed the 100 back by one 100 and with what with how i swim how i swam the four by 100 um, medley relay as well at the olympics i would have semi-final that time so basically my 100 back was my best event at that time and i missed it by one 100 knowing that there was some difficulties with the um, touch touching pads, the pads, you know, at home, yeah. I was, uh, I was pretty mad because one, 100, you know, if they have some technical difficulties, they just could have given it to me, but they decided not to, you know, sometimes I, I do believe that they struggle to see the athlete first in France. Um, so mm. that's what, if they're changing that is probably going to help moving forward. Now, on the day that you race, do you, do you prepare yourself 
for the whole day in terms of how you're going to feel and what you're going to think or what you're going to eat? Is that all planned out for you or are you just waking up that day and going with the flow? Brett, I'll let you answer that question. I think you've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think that, you know, I think you tend to, uh, you, you, you wake up ready. I know that you wake up ready. There's no doubt about that, but, um, you're definitely somebody that goes with the flow. I don't think yeah. you, you don't like to over plan too much, right? No, I like to eat whatever I want to eat. If I'm hungry, I'm going to eat a lot. Uh, you know, like I have this little tradition to eat a pizza. It's not a big deal, but at home somehow it's a big deal. You know, you ate a pizza yesterday. What the heck? Like, you know, I'm like, man, I needed this, this calories. You don't know me. Like I need to eat a lot. And I mean, me, you know, <laughs> that just makes me happy. And if you're happy, you soon fast. That's what I say. Mm. That's what it is. So no, I go with the flow for sure. And sometimes I think, I think. <laughs> I wish I was a little more organized in my head, you know, knowing how many underwaters or things like that, but I don't know anything. I just make it up on the spot. <laughs> wow. So you just go and you just go with feel and you just go with the emotion of the, the energy of the race, right? Yeah. I do think there's pros and cons, you know, obviously, but yeah. that's what works best for me. I don't think that me trying to be someone else because that's what, most of the people do is going to help me perform, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, I was surprised when we were working together, one of the situations where you were telling me, you know, we were talking about the hundred freestyle and you were saying, I, I can't go out that fast. And then I said, look, just trust me. I want you to go out really quick. I want you to hold a certain tempo. And then you had a real breakthrough moment. I felt in that sense. And, and to me, it made me realize like you really don't know how fast you're going at any point in time. You don't really pay a lot of attention to splits, do you? No, no. Is that <laughs> yeah. something It just, what does it just fill your head up or what happens when you, when you put focus on that? I don't know. I just don't like to think about times because I think that times uh, gives you a limit in a way, but also can give you some, uh, like some sort of a plan, right? Mm. And I think you got me right by just telling me to go faster and not telling me you have to split this time. You know, it would have been a different story, but I don't know if you remember, we kind of argued about that because it started up with me wanting to do a 25, you know, first 25, the 100, before, uh, at warm up before the race. And, you know, I, I, thought, I thought it was a good 25. Um, you know, I felt powerful. I was swimming tall. And you tell me, what is this? the shit <laughs> you're not gonna swim fast if you go like this and i got very mad at you remember and you're like you, yeah. have, you have to go faster like basically all out like in my head you know thinking that i have to go all out so i was mad but i ended up going back and i was like ah bread god f you you know and i went back on the block and then felt like i was going all out and touched the wall and see you're like that's what it is i think this is gonna help you remember in my head well probably said it to you i was like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold this. This is too fast, you know. Mm -hmm. So still like doubting myself, even though somewhere I knew this was right, which is kind of funny. It's like if I just make sure I don't go the next step, you know. I just stay at my level, and I think that really helped me to just. I gotta go, you know. I have the abilities to to do it, so why not do it? And what's crazy is that, you know, you were telling me you're gonna go out, you're gonna be first, and you're gonna stay first until the end. I remember 
diving, being ahead of everyone and staying ahead of everyone. And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. Here is where I tied with someone, you know? It's because mm. I just was like, what? Why am I ahead of everyone? Why is no one catching me and stuff like that? Instead of just going. Yeah. And so that's why when I touched the wall, the time was pretty good, but I was pretty upset because I tied with someone when I should have win, I should have won that race. So yeah. it just taught me that half day really taught me a lot for sure. Yeah, well, I think you're a very talented athlete, and and and, and I don't think you recognize that in yourself at times, and uh, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how good you can be. It's it's almost like you put limits on yourself, and. I think you've got to learn to really break through those limits and open your mind up to what the possibility of how good you could be, you know, and, and it's really, we don't know, you know, I don't think you've proven how good you can be yet. And that's why I think it's so exciting in this Olympic year, because now you're coming into a, a time of your life where you are very confident, you are training really well, you're in a good place mentally, physically, and and it's the olympic year it's the perfect time to be at your best you know so uh, i'm excited about it what what are the things i mean you're obviously very good underwater Uh, what are the things you do to work on your underwaters to improve your underwaters i'm not gonna lie i actually don't really work on them (laughs) we do some uh i don't specifically i can't say it (laughs) specifically do anything uh we just everyone does the same thing that i do so I just like, I don't know. Do you do any resistance work for underwaters or is it all, I mean, how, when you're doing your underwaters, is there anything specific that you're doing? Uh, I make sure I'm in a good streamline. I, the thing is that it's hard for me to explain. I know it sounds like a little weird, but it's very hard for me to, ex- to put it into world. I just feel it. Uh, mm. But in, in some words, I think it's, I think a good streamline, um, Ankles actually are very important and I did not realize it until I sprained mine. So now I have to reinforce one of my ankle and it made me realize how much one was weaker than the other and how mm. much like having strong ankle is very important to be fast in the water. Um, so, you know, I will tell people to work on the ankle. Yeah, <laughs> flexibility. Mm. Yeah, think about it. That's the whole movement. Uh, and also... Um, having my knees close to each other, obviously, just being as straight, like as in a straight line as possible. I actually just posted a video of my underwater and backstroke. Uh, I think it was yesterday. So on your Instagram. Yeah. What, what's your Instagram? Uh, gas to swim. Gas to swim. Okay. Well, everybody can look that one up. Now, do you kick off 15 meters off every wall in practice or what are you thinking about during practice? Oh man, that's terrible. That's the thing. I, I think I have a lot to improve. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't. I actually do not at all. I probably do like four or five. <laughs> My practice is the meat. That's where I start kicking into the 50. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. And I do this before I turn. And But I don't do it in meets, most likely. So it's kind of weird. I'm a, I'm a weird one like that. You know, what we say is that you have to practice the way you want to race. I agree. But also, I don't know. I don't because I'm able to race way differently to the way I practice sometimes. So, What do you think it is you do well in practice? Um, <clears throat> what do I do well? Uh, I try to smile a lot. <laughs> you know, that's the big thing. I try to be happy. Um, 
I make a lot of like actually I make a lot of jokes. I'm pretty good at that now, but um, I do a good job kicking. I'm just a strong kicker, and I'm working. What I do well, to be honest, I just work on my weaknesses. You know, I focus a lot on what I want to improve, especially my right to left arm. Uh, it's not really even. I want to be stronger in my weakest side, which is the left one. So I. I'm trying to push more on that side, you know, to focus on pushing more on this side. Just small little details like hips, keeping them up, learning how to swim breaststroke. I'm just like, same thing, like learning how to kick. I'm just focusing on what I want to improve. And I, I pick one or two things max and I work on that. So I just want to say something because I think it's important what, you know, we all have very good days and probably terrible days as well. And in during those terrible days, we all know that's like they are the most, the more important uh, if you want to improve. That's where I really want to focus on one thing because sometimes you're just not going to go fast. That's just fact. No matter how you try, you're just going to add two seconds and a 53, like 50 yard, you know, or at least I do. And what I'm doing at that moment, I focus on one thing, you know, breathing faster. And so that at the end of practice, instead of being you know, not happy or depressed about what happened, my time wasn't good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? My breathing was pretty fast and I improved something today. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm, so you always take something away from practice where you feel like you were successful. Yeah. And that's kind of funny because, you know, I, I talk a lot in my head, obviously, and I will be like, uh, okay, well, today is not the day, man. So what am I going to do? Cause right now I'm, a, I'm just a, a garbage in the water trying to swim. So I'll be like, uh, what can I do? And just like find something that I actually can do while surviving the practice mm. Mm. okay what are the things that you like about jason as a coach jason canalog um <laughs> i just like his attitude you know he's always like pushing us uh especially when we're kicking we're like kick a kick like let's go kick <laughs> just make fun of him too uh <laughs> you can joke with him i really like that you know he's he's relaxed he's relaxed so I think that really helps because that's the kind of atmosphere I'm good in, you know, just someone relax. If he will never yell at me or something like that, if he did, I will just get out of the water because that's how I am. Um, and uh, he knows what he's doing, but, and he leaves you, I, I will say he leaves you space. You know, it's almost if sometimes you want, you, you will want him to tell you more, you know, like for example, he will tell you, um, Eight one hundred, you on one one ten, you know, and you just be like, make the interval, or like descend. But I'm like descend how? Because oh, negative split. Yeah, that was the thing. Eight one hundred negative split. You can negative split, you know, swimming one or nine, and you can negative split swimming fifty five. That's different training, way different. And I will ask him like, hey, like how do you want us to negative split this thing? And he'll be like, you do what you want. And sometimes I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's kind of funny because it just makes me, I have to relax. I'm like, you know what, today I'm just going to do this and stick to it. So it leaves you space in that way. That makes sense. Like you take ownership of your practices a little more, even into the confection of it. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, you can take it to whichever way it doesn't care. That's what's great. And I'm still trying to understand, you know, because I would tell him, but it's not the same practice. If I go 55 or 109, it's a different training, different set. And he just says, I don't care. 
<laughs> and I think I like that. Oh, that's good. Is he going to travel to the Olympic trials with you? He's, uh, he's trying. He's probably going to come for three days. So it'll be a quick turnaround, but he just wants to be there to, to help me. Yeah. Do you feel like you need him there in order to swim fast? No, I don't think so. But it is nice because uh, I feel like I'm a lot on my own. And uh, having some support can only help me be more confident and not doubt myself. Like, not go back to those tendencies that I'm working on, you know? Or, like, yeah, just seeing things differently and having more confidence. I mean, he sees me every day in the water. He knows me a lot. I mean, he knows who I am as an athlete, maybe more than I do, actually, you know? So it's interesting to... I'm very happy to have him come, for sure. Yeah. And you went from, you know, relatively unknown swimmer to almost world famous this season are you comfortable with that are you comfortable being one of the best swimmers in the world on the on the women's side Dude, i don't think i'm famous and i don't think i was not known <laughs> no, I, I understand what you mean i do not think i'm famous at all but um no it's nice to be honest it's actually nice because recognition is something that everyone enjoys right if you don't enjoy that uh i mean everyone is different but i really enjoy it i don't put pressure on myself it's actually like kind of not an achievement but you know when people recognize what you're doing it is nice especially because it's in a positive way for me so and i'm trying to not it's not all about swimming it's also you know people have been coming to me recognizing uh my like the personality the energy that i give and that's something that i really really i'm really enjoy hearing these things because it just I just want to be a good person, you know, in and out of the water. And so that was big for me. Uh, mm. So I don't think that's, I'm very comfortable with it for sure. Uh, I'm not someone that's never going to be, I'm, I will always stay humble because that's like, I cannot, that's why I denigrate myself and stuff because I just, I am scared to be that person that is like, you know, like very, very selfish. I'm trying, I'm working on being more selfish because I think to be, at the highest level, at some point you have to be selfish and you told it like we talked about it, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I just want to make sure I have this like big line of not, you know, being just becoming just a bad person. And, yeah. Uh, person that think that she's better than she is or things like that. I just want to make sure I stay where in my place, in my box, you know, and sure. I just put my box forward. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. Have you had a chance to pick up any sponsors in the last few months? No, um, right now I'm with Tier. I have a little uh, sponsor with uh, Vita Nutrition. They just give me some um, supplements from mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's it. Uh, I'm working on some things right now, so it should come up soon. I'm really excited, but I, I cannot say anything more about it. Um, but I'm excited for the opportunities for sure. Well, good. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and everyone can get to know you a little bit better. I, I find you to be a fascinating uh, athlete. I think you, you're unlimited potential, like I said, and I think you've got big things coming your way. And I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I love working with you. I love watching your race. I think you're, you're fun to watch because you're super competitive and you're a good team person too. So uh, a lot of great things coming your way, I believe. I hope so. I'm working on it for it. <laughs> Well, good. Well, good luck at the trials and then hopefully on to the Olympics, okay? Yep. Thanks, Brett. All right. Take care, girl. Bye. Bye.